times this summer, I swear, umpires, when they're working home plate, are trying to be terrible to accelerate the rise of the robots. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Braves 5, Pirates 2. The best team in the National League by a mile took two out of three over the weekend. But it wasn't until the game yesterday that the Braves took the season series. The Pirates were really pretty competitive with Atlanta for whatever reason throughout. And they had, I I feel like it shouldn't be bypassed just because it happened over the weekend and we didn't have a show. They had just a wonderful showing Saturday night in the win, the 8-4 win. Johan Oviedo backing Ronald Acuna Jr. off the plate. And then letting Acuna know, this is how it's going to be. I'm the pitcher. I'm allowed to throw inside. And after the game, saying that he thinks baseball's gotten soft because Acuna had the animated reaction that he did, getting the benches to spill and everything else. And then from there, how the team responded to that. Whether you find that stuff to be a coincidence or not, people in the game don't. So when you see Brian Reynolds smashing the ball all over creation and the Pirates sliding and diving and everything else they did that night to pull out the really resounding W over a team that doesn't get resoundingly beat very often. They've got 93 wins. That's something. That's something. But yesterday, on to the point, Brian Hayes, had a 3-1 pitch, and the next pitch came with what could safely be described as a 6- or 7-inch horizontal separation from the strike zone. That's how far outside it was. It was a joke, an absolute joke that it was called a strike. And instead of flicking his bat and going to first base, he had to stay in the box. Now, Bill Miller is the home plate ump in this case, but in all honesty, as you guys have been seeing in any baseball games that you've watched involving any teams, these guys, you can't even just point to one or two Angel Hernandez's anymore or Laz Diaz or C.B. Bucknor. You used to be able to do that, and now you can't because they're all this bad, seemingly. So anyway, so Key has enough. He doesn't say anything in the moment. He kind of huffs, and he takes a little bit of a walk back toward the dugout, and it gets back in the box. But after the game, according to Key, on Twitter, and he put this on Twitter. I'm going to read this to you directly. Ready? Some umpires really don't care. 3-1 call, not even close. I hold him accountable after the game, walking off the field. And his response is, and Key inserts the shrug emoji, and inside a quote, it says, I gave you a chance to hit a home run, end quote. Well, that tells me you don't care at all. No accountability. Bring the ABS, please, MLB. ABS, of course, is the bot system that MLB is testing in the minors. Now, to look back at Miller's remark, as reported 
by Key, when he says, I gave you a chance to hit a home run, it's, it's sarcasm. There's no other way to interpret that. It's sarcasm. Look, I'm giving you another pitch to hit. You could have hit a home run. But the objective of baseball is to get on base and then to proceed to the next one and then do a couple more so that your team can have a point up on the board. And for this umpire, not just to miss this call so badly, but to be so callous as to invoke sarcasm or to suggest that what the hitter was arguing was unimportant. I'm telling you, I don't mean to get all conspiratorial on you. I'm really not that guy by default, but I think these guys want out. I think these guys want to stop calling balls and strikes. And unfortunately, I don't believe that's going to happen. I do believe very strongly, actually, that the ABS system is going to make it to the majors. I don't think it'll be next year from what I've heard. Most of the rumblings around press boxes is it'll be the following year. But what you have to understand about that system is that it's not like R2-D2 back there raising an arm for a strike. It's much more akin to the replay challenge system where an arm is raised on the field signifying an appeal. They want to see somebody else rule on this. They want to see what the robot has to say. They can only do this X number of times per game, depending on how the system ends up shaking out in the majors. And remember that even when things get tested in the minors, they'll still modify them by the time they get to the big leagues. Is that going to really make that big a difference? I guess maybe depending on which data you believe on this sort of thing. And I had to look it up just about a month ago. An average of 7.3%, according to Fangraphs, was the one I chose, of all called balls and strikes are wrong. That's a lot of pitches. That's a lot of mistakes. So I worry about if you have this replay and you can use it, and not lose it as long as you keep getting it right. How often is this going to happen? How quickly is a decision rendered? How quickly is it communicated? Does it have to come from New York? Do the umpires have to gather with their headsets around that person who's holding that bank of headsets in every stadium? Or can just someone flash down from the press box, strike! And the um, and everyone hears. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I love seeing the games get faster the way they did this year. And I'd really not like seeing something slow it down. But I do know this, and there's a reason that Key went what I consider to be well out of character, not just for him, but really for any player. By going public with this, I'm sure there's going to be backlash for that. But I'm thinking he's also. Wondering what's the worst they could do to me, call a pitch that's six inches outside a strike? Here's hoping that this message that he sent, that you can be very, very, very sure was received, will be at least somewhat influential, not just for Rob Manfred on the owner's side, but also 
on the player's side and making sure that it's understood how unified they are, hitters and pitchers, in getting balls and strikes called consistently. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Mike, who says, DK, I've been wondering, Oscar Marine has a reputation as a slider guy. The Pirates pitchers have leaned heavily on breaking balls this season. Is it possible that this approach is causing some of the loss in velocity? Example, Johan Oviedo went through a rough patch in July where his fastball was sitting around 93, 95, and he was throwing a ton of sliders. Since then, he's leaned more on the fastball, and it now sits at 95, 97. With the velocity increase, has come better results. Mike, there's always a possibility that throwing different pitches or emphasizing different pitches within a repertoire that aren't the fastball are going to affect when you just choose to rear back and let it fly. That's normal. That's not anything that would be unique to the Pirates or Marine. The one pitch that I've heard being identified with that most often is the sinker, which, by the way, nobody ever calls the sinker anymore. It's now the two-seamer. So you have two fastballs. You have a four-seam fastball and a two-seam fastball. And maybe part of the reason for the change in the lingo is that pitching people wanted to get out of everybody's brain that if you throw a sinker, you're going to impact your fastball. Those of you who go well back with this team will recall Jimmy Anderson, lefty, big lefty. And Jimmy had a heavy sinker, but Jimmy had a reputation for needing to be tired to be at his best. The more tired he was, the more effective the sinker was. Do you guys remember this? Do you, any of you remember this? This used to drive me nuts. Seeing, hearing, or reading anyone say this about the sinker. Because I'm thinking, this makes no sense. All you ever learn about starting pitchers in particular, and Jimmy was that, was that you need them to be fresh and healthy and be on the mound for 200, 250, 300 innings, whatever it was. 
and being tired made no sense. Now, when we hear about a pitcher being tired, or the way Paul Skeens used the term fatigue on TV the night before they shut him down for this season, which I'm still convinced is not a coincidence, that just wouldn't fly anymore. So I I feel like the sinker is the one where that stigma is attached to. But you've got kind of an overarching question there about whether or not this and this related to sliders. And there's also, well, I was going to call it the slurve, but the slurve is now the sweeper. Yeah, the sweeper. They just have to change names every once in a while. Except, of course, ironically, the change-up, which never changes. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.